Um, so hello and welcome back to the Good Better Best podcast where your best will always be good enough. I'm your host, Anab, acting timid and shy after let me just say it's been a while. It's been a year, it's been a year and some change. It's been a minute. <laughs> the accountability the wait time has truly run. Um it's truly come and gone. Even like twenty twenty three, the fact that we're in May. It's not I don't like it. <laughs> we don't like the spring we're closer to deadlines. Oh my god, closer to deadlines. We're like, just imagine being at the finish line. Like you can, you can know, you can see the finish line, and like we're about to graduate. But the finish line hasn't even been planned yet. She hasn't. I haven't she put hasn't any, started. Anything on paper yet? Nothing Have on I? paper. I, this is like a public proclamation. It is. There's nothing on paper. Nothing on paper yet. Yet. Keyword yet. 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 And this is just, you know what? This is just an impromptu advice, motivation kicker, whatever it is for students out there. You got this. You have no choice but to get it. Have no choice. There's like no time to be, uh, what is it called again? To stall. Like no time. There is no time. You know what? I got it. This is another conversation. I got into the loophole of like watching people procrastinate on YouTube. Are you serious? It's really weird. I'm like, because like, like, there's a whole thing. Like someone was like, um, this is how I'm typing 20 page words in 24 hours. I don't know why that's giving me like a rush or like giving me hope that I can get it done. Oh my god. No. It's like me on YouTube. Procrastinator. Oh, I feel like those are the videos that usually go far out. Anyways, just want to say, um, glad I finally, I just had to take a step back and, you know, bring myself back into it, start yes. producing some content for the podcast. So serious respect for podcasters who are a consistent and they maintain this on a regular basis because when I tell y'all it is not easy. But one thing I can say about this, um, and any hobby really, is like when you seriously enjoy doing something, it's not going to feel like work. So I can say the hours it takes to edit, everything that really goes into a like mini production, it definitely does not feel like work, but it is a lot of work to be honest. Um, so I'm glad to be back, but this time with a new episode for you guys. That's all about Ooh. our beloved Ontario Science Center. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. No, people are actually gonna think it's done, but you know, just the word in and of itself, the place just brings back so much nostalgia. Obviously, for any of you listening, that's been to Ontario Science Center by, you know, by sure force from these school <laughs> trips, the yearly school trips, <laughs> the yearly school Science trips <laughs> that some of them were attached to your grade. Not gonna lie, wasn't the fun, but you can honestly say the atmosphere and everything that really encompasses what the Ontario Science Center is just brings a lot of joy just for memories. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously there's been much discussion and debate around the Science Center with the recent push from the provincial government. Um, some mayoral candidates, but I'm going to name Anna Baila was one. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to name. Who's been pushing for the Science Center. I'm not going to name names, um, but who's been pushing for the Science Center to be moved to Ontario Place, um, where yet again, I think, speaking with community members, it, it just looks like moving a really beloved place like the Ontario Science Center to yet again be a part of another amenity that is located in central downtown and again away from folks who look like us. So I cannot delve into this discussion alone, so I bought a familiar guest um, who needs no introductions um, and who I'm incredibly happy. So how, how are they going to know who I am? <laughs> they can just tell about your voices. Oh. They gotta, if you don't know her, it's, it's messed up. I'll lack. Being what? Was it, being black in academia? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like little discussion? We want to imagine that. Oh while back <laughs> like stay tuned for that episode about exposing this we should program. do like an uh, an update an update or an expose an expose update because an update is just you we know have, we had new characters spawn through our, our, spawn. <laughs> our educational 
person. Oh my god, new characters who will get honorable mentions of joking. Oh, who yeah. will not get, you know, who will not be named, but honestly, like, who cares? That's like, stay tuned for, <laughs> it's like a tell-all interview and their room's all dark, they don't know. Right. But anyway, so we're going to get into this really incredible, critical conversation, discussion. I wouldn't say incredible, but with an incredible person. Um, oh, so thank let you. Me st- <laughs> love it, add that. So let me stop rambling and just get into this episode. Wow, I hit an octave. Okay, again, no matter if you are a returning guest who honestly, again, needs no introduction, I still like to give the floor for people to introduce themselves or reintroduce themselves into the world. It's like you're reintroducing your name. Um, so that's I already exposed your name, but who are you? What do you do? And I think a word that best describes you. I don't think oh we did God, that. Not a word. I need a, a word, sentence. A sentence. <laughs> She's like a sentence, a meme, a phrase. She's like, give me a second. Um, hi, my name is Nasra Mohammed. I'm an ups- The full friend. government name? Y'all are great. I guess, yeah. Yes. My name is Masra Mohammed. I'm a friend of Anup. Yes. And I met her and got to know her very well over our course at grad school, etc. We had a journey, and she's super ambitious, and I'm so glad that she's doing something like this and sharing her thoughts with people around her that I'm, I'm sure she respects. Um, <laughs> she's like, I'm sure she respects mainly me. Yeah, has got has multiple different conversations and topics that are timely and contemporary. And today we're talking about something that we both have a passion for, which is the community and um, development that may or may not um, <laughs> impact certain people that we will be discussing later on. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited to hear what we're going to be talking about today. Awesome. <laughs> Just like, oh, one name? word that yes. may describe me. Um, impulsive. Impulsive? Yeah. Care to expand? Because I feel I'm like. Just in either. What is it called? Yeah, I just feel like I don't really sit and think. I just do. And whatever happens, happens. That is Nikki's slogan. <laughs> whatever happens, happens. We love it. And we you know, it. it brought me here. So. Hey, alhamdulillah. In life. And let I'm, it, let I'm, it al- I'm alive. Oh, Over alhamdulillah. Again. Weird, no, she's like, no regrets. No, there's a lot of regrets. Like I sleep at night and I wake up and literally the I wake up and think about hey. all the stupid stuff I've done. No, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but thank you. Impulsive. I think we, what was a couple of words? Uncompromising. Yes. We had, we had resilient. Same. Actually really cute. I got, I love it. I'm like, really cute. Love all the words that came out so far. So we'll get into this discussion. So um, a bit of background info, very limited, because I really feel like um, I kind of want to give Nasser and myself kind of the chance to unpack and look at it from a community perspective. But um, a bit of background on the recent discussions to move the Ontario Science Center. Um, although it, it's not anything new per se, but I do feel like with the recent mayoral kind of by-elections happening, the conversation was definitely reignited with um, Meryl Kennedy and Abila and other folks as well, um, kind of proposing or reproposing that um, the Ontario Science Centre be moved from um, its location that's been there for decades, um, located within Flemington Park, specifically near um, Don Mills and Eglinton, um, in hopes of moving that to Ontario Place um, and creating affordable housing um within that 90 acres of land however obviously you can just imagine what 90 acres of land specifically looks like but not all of those units are going to be affordable housing it'll just be like a portion of it will be geared um for people who 
need affordable housing, even though I think the conversation needs to be moved towards like re-envisioning what affordability means, especially living in Toronto. Um, but obviously this sparked a lot of conversation and debate um, with Ford picking it up, <laughs> re-picking it up. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Um, re-picking it up and actually deciding, hey, like, you know, let's let's push for this and let's, you know, kind of trying to slowly turn this into reality. Not really slowly, but really exhilarating and just moving full um, force with this specific idea. Um, what's often left out of the conversation is really how is this going to happen? How is this feasible? Um, but specifically, what is it going to look like in Flemington Park? Because you can just imagine, like myself, living in Flemington Park, it really has its own space, right? And I think you can kind of re-envision, like obviously the parking lot's humongous, and you can kind of re-envision what else can go there, but you would never really think that what it would look like for the whole Ontario Science Centre to be moved. And especially that conversation of making another downtown amenity and how space equity kind of comes into that equation is a lot to even just really discuss and think about. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, what, what really pushed me and re really reignited this topic for me, because obviously, like, the news cycles, like, it goes in and out, but, like, especially when you live in the community, this is just not another news cycle for you. It's just, it's part of your daily life, but also, like, how to f push back or, like, how to kind of understand what the whole conversation is about. So yeah. I want to throw it to you, Nasra, and just kind of get like what were your initial thoughts feelings and reactions upon hearing the news um and do you feel that a lot of your community members or just people around you echo similar sentiments um and why is that so let's start with like what were your initial thoughts and go from there um my initial thought was looking at the i feel like the idea public has now shifted into what's the most flashiest, trendiest, beautiful building that we can build in a very high uh, pop, like high dense, like de dense communities like in downtown rather than looking at public that is accessible public. We don't, mm -hmm. we look at public as more of a, a monetary thing and rather than right. an investment in accessibility, um, how close is it to populations that need it Science Center is an educational space. It is, right? So we were talking about field trips, uh, students in Scarborough and North York, um, in the burbs of the, 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 burbs. the periphery <laughs> of the it. city, outside of the central, right, right. the downtown core. We mm -hmm. all went to the Science Center. And um, it, people think that it's just, yeah, it's just one building, but what is the building going to be replaced by is the thing that pe people have concerns with. Mm -hmm. And that community is being extremely, it's rapidly developing it's not this is super like it's a critical point and whatever you plan right now is going to definitely inform how the community will look like and uh, yeah like the, the ontario line is coming through that area there is obviously a yeah. lot of uh, development applications happening because <laughs> transit-oriented development yeah, my papers in. yeah the transit-oriented development is a trend you know, it's a thing that's happening because once you have a, a transit hub or a, a centralized stations you need to the Ontario, you know, the as we continue. planning, you need they need to. There is an excuse to build more, and that's happening all over the city, like in uh, communities that were not historically dense. Like yes, that yeah. For that reason, right? There are they are already dense, and it's the traditionally settler mm -hmm. um, communities, and now they're experiencing a different type of development with a different type of uh, 
the specific flair that's different type of developer right yeah it's catered to a specific group it's kind of hard like and that gets into another conversation trans-oriented developments but like it it feels like there's like you mentioned there's a specific type of clientele but not only that it's just like like when when you see the images um in the billboards that usually like surround the corners of those buildings who do you see in those pictures what do you see in those pictures and what is a starting rate what is really attracting those people mm-hmm. right and when you look at some of the images you, you you can just see like it's catered to a specific group like more affluent preferably young Profe- working professional. professional like families are not even a part mm-hmm. of this specific catchment and people can argue otherwise but they're not what they envision right and especially when you look at the size of these units they're like yeah they're shoe boxes like essentially lack of a better word you you can't really envision yourself raising a family but you can definitely envision a bachelor or someone just Mm. you know kind of using the space temporarily to kind of get from point a to point b and just kind of build their professional career and professional life um and i think what made the like i feel like what made the ontario science center and the community it's it's very much like everyone can come Mm -hmm. and just be and just exist and just utilize that service right like it's ontario science center is offering that service right and when you kind of think like when you think about the ontario science center um moving and the possibility of that becoming like just another downtown amenity like how do you feel with just like oh like here we go again another structure that's yeah. for the downtown core. I definitely feel like, yeah, um, people are not listening, right? Um, they're moving those type of uh, type of amenities, as you're talking about, to m- more south and south <laughs> instead of focusing right. on where, like, spreading it out in the city because Toronto is more than by the lake, right? Um, and once again, yeah, it's so far down. It's not easy to navigate. Um, it's I don't know. Growing up, I, I think it was really difficult going to... Ontario Place, even when there was the water park, like we would go there. <laughs> Remember that? Remember infamous, that Remember infamous the, water park, guys. Water park? You weren't oh the water park generation. You also, know like figuring out, like what, what, could, like if we already have that center. I know now they're making it like a transit, a, it's a station, right? Yeah. Um, plus, like whatever, um, other amenities. Mm-hmm. I mean, other uh, what's it? Development, yeah, housing, etc. But uh, what was I saying? lost <laughs> <laughs> you had us no i'm joking no it's like 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 you mentioned right like it's it, having it moved and i feel like and i'm gonna get your take on this one actually like i feel like the ontario science center even though i feel like there's a difference between amenity and then just something similar to what the ontario science center right is like when you picture amenities like what do you really picture right um, and as part of that conversation, um, and just getting to my like maybe next question, we can expand on this topic a little m- more. Is around space equity. Mm-hmm. The term space equity has like really come up a lot during these conversations, especially when considering the demographic, right? Um, so the residents that live in both Flemington Park um, and Thorncliffe Park, obviously, like if you live in the community, um, or if you don't live in the community, based on like census data or whatever you can gather. Um, from city records, it majority of its majority of the people that reside in the community are either immigrants, newcomers, um, first generation Canadians, um, like myself, um, 
just very much like a diverse population, right? Um, and similar to Thorncliffe Park, the adjacent neighborhood. So I'm going to ask you, what does space equity mean to you? Um, and what does it look like in your community? So I feel people in my community, I come from the community of Jane and Finch, and I grew up there since 2002. A long time. You know, so I've been there for a long time. Um, I feel our community has created informal ways of having space equity. We have many people that join forces in the mm -hmm. lack of resources that were coming into the community, like um, uh, social services, et cetera. People have gathered and worked to fight for flows of resources to some extent. Um, people have continued to create those spaces informally in mm -hmm. private areas like mall. Like a mall, it has many different community this functions, yeah, yeah. functions, right? Like I feel like a lot of uh, uh, communities like in the periphery, like in North York, Etobicoke, Scarborough, like that, that's a trend, right? So these private spaces mm -hmm. serve public needs. Yeah. So it, it, this type of public investment into away from these communities is kind of like telling like where the money yeah. priority is, right? So right. people have been doing that. Like space equity is, I th to me, it like it's like just knowing that you feel you belong in this area without feeling surveilled or policed, or mm -hmm. um, you don't feel pushed out, and you feel like there's a sense of community and cohesion and a, a sense of growth. Right. And also, like, a resistance in a way. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I've seen that um, play out uh, in, in my area. And mm -hmm. and people still are demanding for public space, though. Like, public yeah. public investment into, like, a community hub, for example. So, like, if you're building so much, yeah. so much in an area right now, in, like, rapid development because of transit, yeah. transit-oriented, whatever. Mm -hmm. Transit-oriented. Like, an LRT is coming through. Yeah. Um, there needs to be on that point yeah. quickly because you like I feel like you just unlocked something it's do you feel that it's easy for communities to have major infrastructures um, in places like the Ontario Science Center taken away from them than it is to actually build Yo. a community center it is, it is. in your community <laughs> and can you establish that because I, I feel like hey. it's a little bit of it's, it's an interesting contrast yeah <laughs> they're like <laughs> yeah, it's it's really yeah. You think about how easy it is that they're spending money in a centralized area, right. but like, of course, Ontario Place is a public space. Yes, it's important to revitalize it and you know make it um, more accessible and nice, and also you know mm -hmm. like open to the public, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll see what open right, to the I public know, looks like. Yeah, I'm like, why y'all putting so much money into a thing that already exists? And why don't you just rebuild it in the area and like add on to the because it's already a growing community, right? Like exactly. So why don't you keep something like that and even expand on it and change the the sub objective and maybe integrate like a, a hub or a, some sort of community space that like mm. will serve the new the new uh, the new growth in some way. Right, one hundred percent. They could have done that, but they didn't really think about it. They they prioritized. Yeah, moving. it's like a because it's a it's a very it's a political statement, right? Mm -hmm. it's no, it's very like, like a lot of people have their sticks in it. Distracted, no, too, you know, <laughs> it very much is sneaky, <laughs> like sneaky. Avoid it, and I feel like that like prevents people ha from having the actual conversation. I'm like, communities are fighting for 
the little space that they were offered mm-hmm. um, and guaranteed. And people are starting to t- like take away those small spaces and be like, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I want to give that plot of land. I don't mm-hmm. think I want to like give X, Y, and Z. But I'm like, it's so easy for you guys to talk about moving a structure, not even thinking about the community that you're moving the structure away from. Mm-hmm. And what does that do? Like when, because I feel like sometimes there's a greater plan of like making Ontario, making Toronto stand out as its own city, right? And I yeah, feel like sometimes we play at a global city. Exactly. Expand on that, sis. Yeah, so, yeah, the fight, not the fight, but, like, the, the money, the draining the freaking our pockets to, mm-hmm. get <laughs> to make... By any means necessary. By any means necessary to make it as shiny as possible. Mm-hmm. We're in crisis. No, we are. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what's so cute about... <laughs> Like about homelessness, right? Mm-hmm. I think like people try to like, and you know what? I feel like that gets into the larger, larger conversation of like, what is the rest of the city going to look like, right? Because right. if you're concentrating on specific aspects, because people think like all of downtown looks nice or all, I'm like, no, it doesn't, oh. right? It, it very much looks like you can tell what communities have been invested and then what problems the city is trying to run away yeah, from, right? Yeah, downtown is big. It, no, it's it's, it's like big, it's vast, and so sometimes when I see tourists or people like joining the city, I'm like, yeah, enjoy the city, right? But like. Don't be surprised that, like, for example, Eaton Center, right? And then there's Dundas and Sherburne, and people give it its own name, but it's unfortunate. Like, I look at that as a lack of care Mm -hmm. from the city to address a problem that's that's not only underlying. I feel like it's very overt, like it's in your face. But then people blame specific individuals, and I'm like, but what's the care around? Like, what's the plan, right? How are you going to, like, improve, you know, people's lives? Because people, like... what people want to say is like how do we improve the space i'm like you can't improve the space without improving people's lives first right right because you're just you're and it's it's making a very big statement of like i don't care about people there i just care to make it another nice space um renovated space a welcoming space for people to go to yeah but like even as you said like yeah, investing in people is the way to it's the way to go to alleviate further. all those symptoms that we are all mm-hmm. you know, fearful of. Like, cause yeah. of course, it will we're investing in amenities. Like, yeah, of course, it's scary to take the TTC. Like, yeah, like, and it's gotten worse. But wha- like, we have to kind of we have to understand why. Why? Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, why is it like that? Why is a public? It's not going to take a research study for you to understand yeah. that, right? I feel like, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I'll get your take on this right now because I feel like. You feel like sometimes like people say we got to invest in our research in order to understand in order to understand sorry the underlying issue and problem and I'm like it is not rocket science. It's not that hard, y'all. It's not that hard. Just say that you'd rather pour millions of dollars in research, and I'm not I'm not mm. knocking down research, but I'm saying I'm gonna pour millions of dollars in identifying the problem versus fixing it proof. and being proactive. That's what it, they they do that because they're like okay, yeah. you already know it's the issue, but when there's no when there's uh, there's no uh, concrete proof, they, there's no um, you can't put a budget on it. So they need to have like percentages oh, yeah. and oh, stuff. But in the same time, I'm like, you guys have could have done that before. Or like, it's it's I don't know. I wish it wasn't like that, but that's mm-hmm. the only way they could justify it. And it's to so crunch the numbers down. Yeah, like is it worth numbers. fixing? Right. Yeah, is it worth fixing? So right. everything is mon- you know. It's mon. It's monetary. It's really like. I don't know, like, I, th- I think it's just disappointing, right? And I feel like also the conversation around the ta- Ontario Science Centre, it's very, like, it's half and half. There's it's a spa, too. I forgot about that. Like, there's, yeah, a, there's a spa in Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> Get no, into I'm the plants. Ontario. I meant the, um, yeah, there's, like, other things that's going on with the, the what is it called again? 
the revitalization of um, what is it like if you can give us like a downloaded version like what what is being proposed just for people who I don't know I think there's like an indoor thing going on like a spa there's other things let's google it right now because <laughs> at this point I forgot but we love the spa yes we're the science centers that's one of other like men, like other things that they're building around and it. that loses its uniqueness so of I'm what like, the entire why, science center why is y'all doing it, like all that for no, exactly. <laughs> no, but it's like, like you know what's so funny? So it, it's like you've exposed your demographic without really exposing your demographic. A spa? An hotel. No, there's a hotel, a hotel being built there. I forgot. So oh like your demographic, it's not even demographic. So it's tourists. You see, that's the thing. Like this is a public statement for them, whether they like it or not. It really is very much a public During statement. a heated political time mm-hmm. in Toronto, a big ass city, the biggest city in Canada. Yeah. And the most uh, monetary... Like, like, you know, what's it called mm. again? Like, this is the financial hub, right, of, mm-hmm. financial of Ontario. Yeah. It's so why are you guys focusing on this during the political uh, political heated moment? You're doing that because it's very distractive if you really think about it. It really is. It distracts you even from that conversation around affordable housing, right? Mm. Because now people can't see it. They just see that you're trying to move an infrastructure as big as Ontario Science Center into a community that is made up of, like, predominantly yeah. made up of affluent, rich, you know, and just families, like, that live and, and can occupy that space. Deep this. It's called, on, wait, did you even, wait, give me a sec. No, it's called Ontario Place for All. That's mm, the, the plan. Interesting. The plan is called Ontario Place for All. No. For who? For who? For all. For all. No. Uh, we're not <laughs> why are it's they it's a little subtle things even within the plans i feel like anytime they use the word everyone um families or just try to They're like use those bud words yeah it's marketed that way but it's like who's really going to be a part of that vision right we're not a part of the vision like no. sometimes like i feel like ontario t- people need to see what ontario place looked like back in the day oh yo they, in order they should to bring back the water park at this point no, the water <laughs> we're like you know i <laughs> little outside trap tra- sidetrack but um i remember the time when ontario place uh, as a water park was shutting down and my community got a free trip to it and we went to that day we all all 50 of us from jane Not and finch 50 of us we took a Love. we had the bus come the yellow bus come take us all the <laughs> way to ontario one? place water park Girl, there was no water. You know what we were doing? We're just walking what were around. You guys doing? We're just walking around because it was shutting down. It was like literally the, the last. So they do like sh- all the, the water is everything. Year. Girl, we're just looking at dryness. There was no That's one the on concrete. We were walking around. It was the most eeriest thing in the world. Well, walking around. You, y'all saw that? A dead park. I know someone was pissed. Who? We were we're like, hey, here you go. They think we're stupid. Not everybody in their baby from Jane and Finch are like, oh, all these little settled, you know, immigrant. Whatever. Oh, so they like literally they're like here, here's us. what's left the little structure they tower in the kids play area. They thought we were gonna be like, wow. I don't remember going nasty. on a ride. We just went around there and walked around the whole time. It was the weirdest, eeriest thing in the world. That's crazy. Yeah, it was like dirty. I probably went back home. And said, that, that I was, was like, damn. Yeah, my mom. We're like all looking at each other, like, why are we here? It was so funny. Wow. Like, were the parents on this trip too? Yeah, my mom went. Yeah. You know, your mom had to be I like grabbing out with a hand, and be like, yeah, I'm not. I did not pay for this experience. Water park where we even got ready. We had a little shorts. Because everyone had swimsuits and everything. Yeah, we were ready. Tell me, what did we see? Y'all saw 
Sahara Desert on concrete. Sahara, Sahara Desert. No one was there. No one was. So you guys were the only one there? I think Park of Waters, but it was like the first. I don't know if it was like the last So time. what's the point in opening up in its last year? I don't know. Crazy. It was weird. Y'all was actually weird. saw like. Yeah, the dying. Part. I can only imagine <laughs> if you got to hear like cameras. Yeah. <laughs> remember those commercials? Girls, I mean, kids just want to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> she had. She choked on that too. Oh, that's so true. I remember those advertisements. Yeah. I feel like they don't make those advertisements anymore. But getting back on the discussion, um, the next segment, we're going to talk about where's the community? Mm-hmm. So we see all this play out in the media with the number of mayoral candidates moving and ultimately pushing um, against um, the move mm-hmm. um, to have Science Center, in this case, moved um, to where Ontario Place is. But we rarely see the voices or hear the voices of those residing in neighboring communities, in this case, Flemo and Thorncliffe. Um, in your opinion, why do you think communities are left out of these important conversations around major infrastructure, um, around major, major infrastructures and developments? Um, I think it's because of laziness. <laughs> oh, the, whoa. Yeah. Say that again, sis. Not laziness, but also um, yeah. more sinister things. Uh, <laughs> um, they just don't want to involve and complicate something that may be more complicated than it is. Because if you really try to involve people, you'll hear the truth, mm-hmm. right? That has happened with an uh, example of, like, I'm sure your community is like that, too. Like, mm-hmm. when there's a development happening mm-hmm. and it it's going to directly impact the community, people will scream. People will, will say something. Aunties will yell at you. They'll tell you the, the truth, right? Yeah. And they don't want to hear that. And yeah. it, it complicates the process. And they have to they have to try <laughs> and like yeah. uh, try to talk to these different grassroots groups they have to try to talk to different translators because you have to involve everybody right yeah no exactly so there isn't really a step yeah. or like insurance to do that because so they don't they don't see it them as a the as a viable like oh, actor no, they're not gonna, are they gonna give money to them? are they <laughs> are they are they potential it? buyers are they are they are they developers yeah no so what like why would they no, that's true. Like it's it goes down out of their sight, out of sight, out of mind, out of mind, literally. And yeah. Hello, this is Anna Post Editing. Just finding out. I don't know if I didn't outro, but I'm gonna consider this my outro. Um, this was an awesome episode, filmed back in May. Hopefully, I'm a little bit more consistent this year. Let's see. I'm just kind of in the process of developing more episodes hopefully creating more blog posts and just being more active all the way around. So stay tuned um, for what's next.